0: What's up, Life Architects? It's Adam Carroll here, episode number 153 of the Build a Bigger Life podcast. And today, you get me. Thank you. Thank you, I know, everyone's super excited. I am too, hold your applause till the end. Uh, Today is a solo cast day. It's been a while since I've done one of these and I wanted to make sure that we had a chance to chat, you and me, mano y mano because there's a lot going on that I think deserves a little bit of discussion. And specifically, this has been uh, part, the last few episodes have been part of something called the Freedom Series. The reason I called it the Freedom Series is it feels like our freedoms have been limited over the past several months. It started back in February and March. We all decided to go quarantine ourselves in our homes and um, you know, one thing became crystal clear, and that is there is something known in our family as TMFT, which is too much family time or too much effing togetherness. That could be what it also stands for. And um, you know, when you experienced TMFT, you probably began to realize that life outside the house actually was pretty good, that our ability to go come and go freely, whether that be to the grocery store, the gas station, see our friends, go to a bar or a restaurant, and not be concerned about contracting something, I suppose you could say. Uh, you know, that—that that is a, a certain amount of freedom that I think we all took for granted. And I, while I am tired of the word unprecedented, this has definitely been a very unprecedented time in our nation's history. And I think what people were experiencing is excuse me, I get all choked up about it, is a lack of freedom. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit today, as well as some of my prognostications for the future and where I think we go from here. Number one, I really want to accentuate the fact that we all need to give each other more hugs. And I know I'm going to come off as sounding super woo-woo here, but what I want you to do is I want you to go give your family, a ton of hugs. And if it is acceptable at work, consult with your HR representative before doing this. I want you to give hugs to people at work who look like they need them. You might ask them first. Some people don't like it. But I want you to give more hugs. Dr. Virginia Satir once wrote that we need four hugs a day for maintenance. We need eight hugs a day for growth, And we need 12 hugs a day for transformation. I maintain that some of the folks that are out there that are really angry. And, you know, I would not call them Karens, though some people do. But, you know, the women out there that are just like pointing, wagging the finger, pointing, yelling in someone's face in a public place about wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. I just think they didn't get enough hugs today. And, um, you know, one of the things I've also learned through the years, and I learned this from my, my cousin, Ryan, Dr. Ryan, he's a PhD in psychology. He told me one time that, that human behavior is interesting because it is multifaceted, multi-causal, and multi-dimensional, meaning we have no idea why people do what they do when they do it, because it could have been influenced by something they experienced as a child just as easily as it could have been influenced by something that happened that day. It could be Some concern they have going in the back of their mind about a work project, but it comes out in, uh, you know, exclamations in a public place because I'm just sick and tired. I'm not going to take it anymore. You know what I mean? So here's the deal. We have no idea why people behave the way they behave. And we have to be mindful of that ourselves as well. So this leads me. This is a nice segue, Adam. Thank you. Thanks for the handoff. This leads me to the next sort of thought that I have. And that is that there has been a significant amount of divisiveness throughout all of media. It doesn't matter if you're watching the news, if you're on social media, uh, if you're reading the paper, if you still do that, kudos to you. But if you're reading any type of news media, or I put news media loosely in air quotes, because there's a lot of stuff online that claims to be news that is not, particularly on social media. But as I was watching some of that and getting more and more agitated by what I saw out there at the same time, what was happening was I was getting donation requests from both political parties. I was getting donation requests from the democratic party because I think I texted whatever it was to Joe and I uh, liked something uh, on Donald Trump's stuff. I didn't like it. I just subscribed to it because I wanted to see what was out there. So Make no mistake, and I hope this doesn't alienate some of you, but I am voting for Joe Biden because, candidly, I'm voting for decency and humanity. Um, but here's the deal. What I came to realize in digging through some of the, the data is that these parties have raised, combined, nearly $3 billion. Now, think about this. They're raising money in order to either get reelected or get elected. As the president of the United States. And they are raising funds from us, from the rest of the United States and probably abroad, let's be honest. It's coming from companies, it's from, coming from individuals. But make no mistake, this is money that has been raised for political purposes. Billions of dollars, billions with a capital B and an S on the end, billions. Anytime we're in billions, it's a lot, right? But with a capital B billions, that's how much they've raised. If you added up all of the other countless billions of dollars in races all around the country, it is probably a staggering, staggering amount of money. And in the midst of getting fed up and frustrated and agitated by all of it, I started asking the question, who wins? Who benefits from the agitation? Who benefits from us being divided And from there being extremism on both ends of the spectrum, who wins. And this is part and parcel of the build a bigger life manifesto. We have to ask bigger questions because when we ask bigger questions, it changes the way we see things. Wayne Dyer once said that when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Now keep in mind, I mentioned what my political beliefs are momentarily just a couple minutes ago. So I really truly believe that that human decency should win out, that we cannot be divided as a nation and still win, that it is one nation under God. United we stand, divided we fall. Right now we are divided. Make no mistake about that. Part of the reason I believe we are divided is the players that make the most money in the midst of all this have said, by all means, let's divide these folks because we're going to make billions in the process. So when you look at who makes money when the world is divided, you also must take into account the question, why is the stock market on a tear in the midst of people not paying mortgages, not being able to afford rent? They're not being another stimulus. And I'm not saying I necessarily need it, but there are people out there who desperately need a stimulus. They're in the travel industry. They were in the entertainment businesses. They were in the restaurant industry. And so when you look at who wins, it's very clear. Facebook wins, Google wins, Apple wins because they're providing the content on the devices, right? They're creating uh, planned obsolescence with their devices, making sure people are buying it. Our school district just spent $15 million On Apple products for all the students. So they would be prepared to learn from home. So who wins? The very same companies that are on a tear in the stock market today. They win. They win when we are divided. And so what I started to do is I started to look at every piece of advertising differently. I started to look at it for what it is. It's propaganda. It's it's a, it's a chance to divide us, and there is very little about informing us or generating hope in us or uniting us, although I think ch- some of Joe Biden's stuff has done a better job of uniting than dividing. But in the grand scheme of things, we have to pay very close attention to how we are feeling in the moment and what has impacted that feeling. And if that feeling is impacted by something you've just watched or you've just listened to, and it is meant to divide, you got to question the motive behind it and what your reaction to it is. So here's the deal. I agreed to my family, to myself, to the higher power. I said, I'm going to remain as neutral as humanly possible in the midst of all of this, in watching the videos in seeing things, I get frustrated by what I see online. However, my reaction to it is no longer visceral and anger related. It's more like, "hmm, well, that is what that is. And I'll tell you one thing that it's done for me, where I used to uh, <laughs> where I used to get my fix of what my dad my dad calls either rage television or outrage television. You know where you're watching some of the channels and it's like you should be outraged at this they want you to be outraged it feeds the freaking beast so don't be outraged just change and the best thing we can do as a society is come together create unity and be together in the fact that we are all one nation under god we are all americans first we are all human beings first And that, I think, is how we need to make our decisions moving forward. I'll tell you this, it's helped me build a bigger life, and I hope it does for you too. Thanks for tuning in. More solo casts to come. You're awesome.